Let's get it. Let's let's get it. Episode one seventeen of just another Knicks fan hosted by your host Jack F. We in the building, and um, what a beautiful game to watch yesterday. Brother Kyrie, brother KD, how they put up a fight. They put up a good fight, and then they got the brooms. The brooms was brought to the Barclays, and they got packed up. They got packed up, and. Shit was pretty satisfying to you know, go through all the social media feeds and just seeing seeing what the world had to say for the most part. But uh, at times, even as a Knicks fan, you know, you see these like, you know, LeBron fans and um, specifically LeBron fans and Warriors fans. And you know? also it's not just everyone got their own issues. With 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 like the nets or whatever you know, uh, I I hate when I say you know, but uh, I have been saying it a lot lately. Like LeBron fans want Katie to fail. The Warriors, you know, they want said it again. The Warriors want Katie to fail as well. The Knicks fans, obviously, because he's right next door to us in Brooklyn. He's our neighbor, and that it be known that he want to be here and. You know, he threw shots earlier. Um, he threw shots earlier in the Knicks, at the Knicks in his first couple of seasons. It definitely died down a bit. You know, now his focus has been so more so when it comes to the New York Knicks and Nets is to have an increased rivalry uh, between the two teams, so that they're more Nets fans uh, in New York. You know what I mean? So yeah, he wants to. He understands that. It's not really possible for the Nets fans to really be on the same level as Knicks fans. And he just wanted to, you know, tap into the market a little more, increase the Nets market a little more, increase their market share, I should say, a little bit more. And that that was his approach, at least this past season. Not too many direct shots or subliminals or none of that shit. Um, because, you know, the, the Nets do have their own issues to worry about. And I personally, as a Knicks fan, was happy to see them lose us because, you know, they came through talking how fire, whoop, 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 fast forward. And also, a lot of Nets fans, obviously, talking, you know, they're trash. And it's nice to see them get packed up. It's nice to see them get packed up. But then you also have the, the, the Warriors fans' perspective, like, ha-ha, you should have never left us thing going then you also have the LeBron fans where yo I hope KD gets the same level of energy this same level of energy that and then you also have the LeBron fans that see that you know Kyrie hasn't I guess been as successful without LeBron so there's a lot of LeBron you know you could talk about the Knicks fans but there's a lot of other smoke man from LeBron fans for KD and Kyrie. And you know, that's not to get lost in the sauce, man. And don't throw this shit. All that Knicks fans is just the Knicks fans that are, like, happy. You know, we have our own little rift with the Nets. But a lot of LeBron fans, like, yo, oh, oh, KD should get the same energy as LeBron. And ooh, 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 Kyrie should get the same energy. Like, I'll be honest, dogs. Like, a lot of, <laughs> that was a lot of shit this year, man. Uh... 
Uh, KD was hurt. Kyrie couldn't play. Joe Harris was hurt. James Harden got traded. So I'm not going to act like this shit was like smooth sailing shit for them. I'm not saying I feel bad for them, but you know, I am a human being at the end of the day. I understand what the fuck they've been through. But at the same time, you got you got fans of other players and other teams and just disregarding the whole entire situation. And I think it's unfair. And um, talking about LeBron did this four years ago against the same Celtics team. Bro, that team from four years ago, as is 2018, and if they got, if they got, were able to time travel, that team got smoked. That Cavs team is getting smoked. I don't care. Oh, I she went to Game Seven, dog, with a an inexperienced Celtics team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's who LeBron beat, and that's what um, a lot of LeBron fans are bragging about is is him beating a Celtics team. Similar to this one, similar roster essentially, but a young Celtics team, inexperienced, and that's what LeBron fans are holding their head on. And you see uh, uh, a lot of Westbrook fans coming out the woodworks talking about, oh, oh, KD was always like making it seem as if Westbrook's the better player. Like, get the fuck out of here, son. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. So. Oh, I'm here to say this, man. Uh, a lot of this shit is weird, but with the Knicks and Nets, it's always different because that's an interstate. I don't know if it's interstate. Inner city, my bad. It's an inner city rivalry. You know, shots have been exchanged by both fan bases and, and mostly, you know, Nets players throwing jabs. And it's always different. But then you got um, other fan bases and other... Sports networks arguing legacy and situations and scenarios. Like, first of all, like LeBron didn't make the playoffs, dog. Let's get that shit straight. And, you know, it talks about Kevin Durant. Like, oh, he he never had to face a double team in Golden State. Yo, it got to a point in Golden State where they, they was just icing KD. And that's one of the reasons he tore his Achilles out there. So let's not act like Golden State they didn't need him. They gave up half of his team for his ass. But um, obviously having Curry, um, the most lethal offensive weapon ever, helps make it a game easier for KD. But if you look at those some of those finals runs, man, yeah, there's certain plays, certain schemes where this motherfucker it looked too easy because. I also think of some bad defensive schemes on the Cavs' behalf. I saw. I remember watching that game, one of the NBA Finals, where Jr. and other players on the Cavs ran towards Curry and it led to Kevin Durant dunks. I think that's pretty dumb, a strategy, but leaving someone open for a dunk. But hey, it is what it is. Ty Lue's a great coach. Hold on, y'all. Yeah, my mom was asking me if I wanted oatmeal or shit, but I didn't want to eat oatmeal right now. And um, what was it talking about? Oh yeah, Talu. Talu's a great coach. Talu's a great coach. He learned from that old seventeen finals. It's not like they're gonna beat them anyways. I mean, twenty eighteen, but no better strategies and shit. And yeah, LeBron had a great game one. But like I said, yeah, JR fucked up on that one possession. 
But LeBron, with his photogenic memory, he should have known they had a timeout. He should have called a timeout, dog. If he had a timeout, why he called a timeout? You see where the fuck that shit's going? Don't give me that he's human shit, but he, he like, you know what I mean? All right, if he's human, then all right, cool. Don't make it seem like he's perfect then. So he should have called that timeout when JR's running out the clock. But LeBron fans, Warriors fans, Curry fans, yo, Chill out. Westbrook fans, chill out, son. Chill the fuck out. Where's Westbrook right now? He's home, bro. LeBron fans, he's home, bro. Where Knicks fans at? Yeah, we home, bro. But it's a little different because they're supposed to change the whole vibe of the city. They're supposed to have this remarkable culture of winning. It's a little different. We can talk our shit. I, I, you know, I came through here. Tell my y'all's gonna do this, y'all's gonna do that. And I got one playoff series victory in the last three years. So I don't know how much culture that's changing. I don't know how much winning that's doing. And on top of that, you got uh, an interesting cast of players. Uh, in terms of your best players, KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, they're not known for being the best leaders. But they are known for being the best players on the team, so I guess that's a a a thing that that's to look into. I guess from a leadership perspective, but it's none of my business, dog. But them getting swept, them getting packed up, that shit felt good. And um, like honestly, before I I was pretty chill about this Knicks Nets rivalry because I love the Knicks, and yeah, I didn't want the Nets to win that championship or none of that shit, but. You know, it is what it is. It's out of our control, a lot of this shit. But once Bruce Brown did that dickhead shit in the garden, I knew I knew it was a rap for the basketball gods. You're not him, bro. You was not him, bro. And you didn't get the adequate help. I mean, you did get the adequate help yesterday, but it wasn't good enough. And I'm glad it wasn't good enough. Did that dickhead shit in the garden. You tried to flex. And now you got flex storm, dog. You got the broom. Got the broomstick, bro. Street sweeper shit, man. I got your sis sent home. Deservedly so. And um, throughout the season, you've seen it. Um, Kyrie and KD um, you know, talking about they could turn the switch on at any time. And this hasn't been the first time a player or a team has said that. And I guess the more and more we hear that, uh, I guess the more we're realizing that it's hard to do that shit, yo. It's not easy to just flip that switch on. I guess it's some human nature shit. But, you know, I did expect Katie to go out swinging, and he did do that. Um, I did expect Kyrie to put up a fight. They did do that. But them Celtics, the motherfuckers was hungry, dog. They was hungry. And I'm glad they did what they did. But... Honestly, as the game got closer to the end and Tatum got fouled out, I, I really had... I'm thinking this shit going to go five games after that. I'm like, it's definitely going five games. They had a couple of opportunities to tie it. I just wasn't able to. And um, once KD missed that free throw, I'm like, we're going to give him a lot of hell for missing that free throw. You know, we're going to act like... Now we're going to act like Claxton didn't miss about... 65 free throws yesterday, probably more. Other than the free throws that he missed, you know, he had a pretty solid game. But um, 
I remember he made that one free throw and he just started smiling, dog. I don't want to be smiling, bro. Like, you, know, you just made one. Like, I don't you want for 11, dog. I don't know. That's anything to smile about from the foul line. You got to look like you do this shit, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I make free throws, dog. It's my shit. You got to look cool, bro. You can't be looking all shaky out here, bro. But um, I definitely could have easily be the difference in the game. It was a tightly contested game for the most part. The Celtics did pull away late in the third. Of course, the Nets are going to fight back. You got KD and Kyrie. And they almost pulled that shit off. But I'm glad they did it. Because you see what the fuck is going on with the, the Sixers and Raptors. Yeah, Sixers is up 3-0. And... <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah, the Sixers are up 3-0. And they were losing 82-81 in the fourth quarter. So about seven minutes left in game four. Like, okay. The Sixers might pull this shit out. And send the Raptors home. The Raptors hit another switch. And they pull out game four. And I didn't really get to watch game five because I was focused on this Net Celtics game. I know this game was on NBA TV. And then um, I was just chilling after that. After the, the Net Celtics game. But I took a gander at the Raptors. Sixers scores like three minutes left. And the Raptors are up 16 or some shit. No, this game is over. It's not even worth turning on. I looked at this, uh, the box score. I was like, oh, shit, man. What's up with Harden, dogs? Like, Harden, one of my favorite players, like him, Paul George, Tatum, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. Those are my guys that I like playing, like, that I like watch playing. And, um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Harden, man. Like, I know he's trying to play within the offense and play it cool, but but he got to hit a different switch. And the way he's been playing in these first few games is how he's been playing, uh, I guess, the latter end of the regular season also. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but I, I think he's really trying to embrace the point guard role for the 76ers, but I don't think that's going to cut it. I think he has to be some version, some hybrid version of a point. Like a combo guard, you got to sort of source it up a bit. Be the Houston Rockets version of himself and be that this whole point guard version of himself, whatever that shit is. He can't just only be the point guard version of himself or else they're getting packed up also. And the funniest shit that I heard uh, was that word on the street is that Doc Rivers uh, activated playoff mode, playoff Mode was activated by Doc Rivers. That shit had me dying, dogs. Like, uh, words cannot express it. I can't really laugh. But I was dying of laughter, yo. And um, that shit went from 3-0 to 3-2. I thought the Raptors was going home. I mean, they are going home for game six, but but you know what I really meant when I said going home. So uh, this is without Fred Van Fleet, so that shit's crazy. Uh, Raptors... Shit, some motherfuckers impressing me, man. See, these Atlantic Division teams, hella active, man. I think the Knicks is the only Atlantic Division team that didn't make the playoffs. So, it just shows you how competitive that Northeast Division is, man. And, man, we expect a lot of changes on all fronts. Um, I guess from the Knicks and the Nets. I mean, the, Rock, the Nets roster... I like 80 million point guards 
So it's going to be interesting what they try to do. But uh, I'm more interested in what the Knicks are trying to do. And you know, the word, the names we've been hearing a lot is Jalen uh, Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. And they're both playing against each other. You know, at the moment, Jalen Brunson has performed pretty well. And he's going to earn himself a big payday. And shout-outs to him for doing that. But um, the reason I had a long pause right there was because I'm just thinking about the offensive schemes. Is is The Mavs have a different offensive scheme than the Knicks, and the Knicks have obviously a different offensive scheme than the Mavs. So how often will... Jalen Brunson have the ball in his hand as a New York Knick. And do you want to pay him $25 million? Because as we've seen, we've seen a Thibodeau put a lot of talented players on the, on the baseline and the outside looking in. Uh, we're not sure if R.J. Barrett's going to be, the ball's going to run through him. It's a lot of things you got to figure out before you give somebody $25 million or $20 million. But Jalen Brunson has definitely earned his... Um, New contract, you know, the playoffs, is he showing up? He's a, he's a big reason why they got that 3-2 lead against the, the Jazz, yo. That's a big fact. But that's tough, man. Like, we still have McBride. I'm not saying McBride is, is good at as, as Jalen Brunson, but, you know, defensively, McBride did give Jalen Brunson some problems, but it's tough. You know, you know, we still have talent on this team that we have to evaluate. And I think we should skip, stick to that script of developing the players that we have and see what we really got. Um, I like what McBride presents. The, 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 uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for, man? I like the dynamic that he provides, man. He, he, he skies highs for those rebounds. He attacks. He plays good defense. You know, I, and he's showing us the capability of hitting the three ball. So, you know, we have to unleash McBride as well. So, I'm not sure if, if Brunson's uh, if we need Brunson or not. I think that question could be better asked after this season. You know, I get it. The hunt for PG is probably the next biggest conquest since 1990. It's the 90s, bro, to be honest. Like, Mark Jackson, Rod Strickland. Ever since then, we really needed a point guard. Like, yeah, we had Marbury, but then... I guess the right team wasn't around Marbury and vice versa. You know what I mean? Like, Marbury's obviously valid, bro. Baller. It just wasn't the right situation at the time. Um, <clears throat> that's the situation with the Jalen Brunson situation. We have quickly, we have McBride, and, and quickly has made some strides. And I, I think we should see a whole season of the young guys hooping. See what we got. And see what we got. And then see what's really good. Because um, at this point, we bring in Jalen Brunson. Obviously, he's talented as a motherfucker. But then we will never know. We're going to mess up the development. I don't know who we're going to give up or who's not going to be here. But you know, we already have a bunch of guards. Alec Burks, D. Rose. D. Rose is obviously derailed with injuries this season. But um, Brunson, man, he's... Yo, he's like I say, yo, he's he's earned his money, man. And like, you know, if he ends up on the Knicks, he ends up on the Knicks. I'll I'll, I'll be happy at that with that too. 
Uh, I was just wondering what we're going to give up. And we have a lot of uh, moving around to do. We have a lot of vets on the team that are on the books for another year. Like I said, man, you know, we could stay the course this, this offseason and you know, make some minor changes and, and let the young guns play. Let the young guns play. And let's see what they got. Because um, I don't want to mortgage the future just for one season when we we could be in the clear all over again and try this shit again next season. We've got a whole bunch of players coming off the books. Yeah, we got to play RJ. Yeah, we got to play Cam Reddish. Probably a couple other pieces, but the whole roster won't be, you know, I guess entangled. Like, we technically, we stuck with this roster for another year, which is cool. Not really, but it is what it is. But like I said, we have talent that we could put on the court that we need to assess. And, you know, we bring in Jalen Brunson that sort of takes away from quickly or even McBride. And I just want to see what they got, yo. And um, Donovan Mitchell, obviously, I've heard through, like, whatever social media and shit. Like, I don't got no inside resources. Like, oh, yo, um, the Knicks... The Utah Jazz brass is intimidated, not intimidated, but scared that the Knicks might, uh, I guess, get Donovan Mitchell. But at the same time, like I said, man, I don't want to mortgage the whole team, but I wonder who we'd have to give up. I wonder who the Jazz would really want from us outside of RJ, and I don't want to give up RJ, so who the Jazz really want from us? Fournier, they really want Fournier that bad. They really want Julius Randle that bad, like... I don't even know what the Knicks really have for the Jazz for them to be like, yo, you know what? Y'all can have D. Mitch. Let's see what we want from y'all. Um, we got a lot of second round draft picks. We can get them second round draft picks if they want second round draft picks. And yeah, I do it in the motorcycle, really revving, revving the motorcycle. I don't know what we really have to offer for the Jazz. And, and for the Knicks, I don't know why we'd want to put ourselves in a compromising position. Um, if you do get D. Mitch, do we have to sort of start the rebuild all over again? We're already in the middle of a rebuild. I say we just stick it through and then really swing for the fences next season. Um, next off season, you know, when most of these contracts come off the books. And also, I mean, we do have a first-round draft pick this year. And we already have, like, eight young players. So even the player that we draft this year... um. He's gonna have to find his time into find his way into the rotation. So I guess there is a lot of decisions to be made now as I'm as I'm talking to you guys, I'm realizing like, yo, there's a whole lot of shit going on. And um a lot of decisions are gonna be need to be made. And as I'm recording this podcast, I just realized that um Karen Durant woke up and, and chose to uh attack Charles Barkley. Shit hella funny, I ain't gonna lie. I know he posted pictures of, of Charles Barkley on the Rockets and on the Sixers and, and then also asked um what would where would Charles Barkley um be without the homies? And honestly I don't have a an answer for that. But I do think it's funny that Katie was like, yo, nah, fuck this, yo, I'm gonna just get at Charles Barkley. Like he's not uh I don't know. I think that's a good strategy though, personally, because now it's just the media focused on Charles Barkley and KD instead of like KD and oh does KD still have it? Is KD getting old? Whatever you know jargon that's gonna come out of this 
four-game sweep that the Nets had. So I think it was a smart approach because now they could just focus on Charles Barkley. People are going to focus on Charles Barkley. Yo, Charles Barkley ain't even in the ring, yo. So all of that stuff is going to come into consideration. So, you know, he he... What's the word we're looking for again? He's steering us away from what could have been the main focus for KD. It's similar to what happened with LeBron when um, KD hit the dagger in Rodney Hood's face and uh, LeBron wanted no parts regarding him. So what LeBron ended up doing was opening up a whole school. So no one asked him why he didn't guard KD on that play. But um, he really left Hood on the island like that. I'm talking about LeBron. So so KD was like, yo, man, we're not going to talk about me right now. We're going we're gonna, to... If we are going to talk about me, we're going to talk about me getting at Charles Barkley. I, I fuck with that strategy, dogs. That shit was funny as hell. But um, on another note, I also want the Hawks to get packed up and go home today. Fuck them niggas too. Um, yeah, man. Trey Young, he's a whooper. Got my utmost respect for him, but I still want them to get packed up and go home. Fuck all that shit. Fuck all that friendly banter shit, yo. Hawks need to get packed up. And um, I feel like I got more things to talk about. But uh, it's just not coming up in my mind right now. I can't think of, remember, or recall what it was. But maybe I can. And, um, oh, yes. Yeah, and I already talked about it, my bad. I was talking about Philly folding up. The Philly 76 is lose, bro. I guess James Harden and Meek Mill can't be friends anymore, not because uh, Meek Mill and, and James Harden can't be friends. It's the Philly fan base, the Philly faithful will not allow them to be friends anymore, man. You know, Harden will not be able to go clubbing over there ever again. Um, he probably can't even be seen hanging out with Meek ever again. So he got to be, you know, you got to tread lightly, man, and try to close out this series if I'm James Harden and Doc Rivers. Uh, yeah, he lose this one, man. Shit, shit, you know, shit ain't, you know what I'm saying? Shit, shit, you know. Gonna be a little complicated, dogs. But we'll see what happens, man. I'm intrigued, man. This was one of those series I wasn't, I was like, yo, Philly should be able to beat him. And then, you know, shit just got interesting, man. So we're gonna see what happens with that. I expect the Jazz to eventually lose to the Mavericks. But the Pelicans and Suns, man. Shit crazy, son. <laughs> that deep book shit, man. That shit really costing them, son. That shit really costing them. And, um, yeah, deep book, yo. Like, that injury. Shit crazy. But, uh, I'll talk more about the Suns and, and the Bucks in my next episode. You know, this was more so to focus on the Nets fucking up. Yeah. And what the Knicks going to do now with all this Jalen Brunson hooping and D-Mitch hooping and the Jazz looking all weird and shit. And the Hawks, Trey getting locked up. So I had to, you know, talk about that a little bit. But we going to hop on more on the next episode and discuss a little bit more. But this is episode 117. You heard your boy Jack F. Pow, pow.